Next, we have a hypothetical 44-year-old female who comes in after a structure fire with 70% burns to her body. Rachel Duncan, our pharmacist, takes the case from there. Um, she did not have an airway yet. She was maintaining her airway. Her GCS was 13. Upon arrival, of course, we immediately RSI'd and intubated her so that we could give her adequate pain control. So we gave her multiple doses of 100 micrograms of fentanyl. Um, we started her on a propofol drip and did appropriate sedation. And then we also gave her four liters of fluid immediately. So those are two of the most important things for burn patients, right? Analgesia and fluids. Um, another thing that we noted was that there was a lot of soot in her nose, sputum, and her vocal cords. So what's another issue that we think of that maybe not as obvious with these burn patients? Smoke inhalation, right? So smoke inhalation is actually the number one cause of mortality associated with fires. It's not the obvious burns that the patients come in with. So there's sort of two different roads we can go down. Um, the first and more common cause is going to be carbon monoxide poisoning, the silent killer, right? So that could be what ended up causing the fire. And how do we treat carbon monoxide poisoning? Oxygen, right? 100% FiO2. And um, if we still cannot get that carbon monoxide out of their blood and overwhelmed off of their hemoglobin, we can always send them for a dive in the hyperbaric, hyperbaric chamber. Um, what's the second type of toxicity that we can see? Ian. Cyanide toxicity, yeah. So cyanide is also found in forms of smoke. And cyanide is really a toxin to our body because it changes us from aerobic metabolism to anaerobic metabolism. So what type of acid are we gonna start producing? Lactic acid, so you're just gonna cause a lactic acidosis, acidosis. So that's sometimes how we can identify these patients. So along with that, um, the fentanyl we were giving her and the fluids we were giving her, we gave her the antidote for cyanide poisoning, which would be, Anyone know? It's called the cyanokid. It's hydroxycobalamin. And what it does is it combines with cyanide and produces cyanocobalamin, which is vitamin B, right? Totally harmless to our body and helps pull it out of the blood. Um, so a couple of things to note for her. She did end up getting the cyanokid. The dosing for it is five grams, just flat dosing for everyone. Um, we will mix it in pharmacy here for you. It'll come up in a 200 cc bag and it'll be bright, deep red. You will absolutely know what it is because it is very distinctly red. You infuse it over 15 minutes. In fact, you guys can just hang it at gravity and it will go in over about 15 minutes. It doesn't even need to hang on the pump. A couple of side effects from it is red urine. So their urine is going to turn red. They may turn a little bit red. They may have some urethema, so that is something to watch out for. Now, our indications for giving cyanokit, for her it was very convincing. She'd been trapped in a fire. We had a high suspicion for cyanide toxicity. Cyanide is a send-out lab. It's nothing we're gonna get back soon. So some of the criteria you can use if you're unsure, um, a couple of things. If they have an um, unexplained lactic acidosis because they are in that anaerobic metabolism, or if their PCO2 is falling because that's a way to um, compensate for an acidosis, right? She actually had both. Um, so her lactic acid was 4.6 and her PCO2 was low at 27. So she had multiple indications to get the cyano kit. But I think from the standpoint of fluids, pain meds, and um, smoke inhalation, we did a great job treating her.